Welcome to 2022. As we begin another year, we ask ourselves, where should we invest our digital marketing budget this year? Well, this episode is all about the answers to this question. So stay tuned for this next episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach Podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your, your digital, digital marketing, marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital-first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year to wherever you are around the world. It's a new year, a new start, and as we spent the Christmas holidays or whatever holiday that you celebrate and into the new year, I was reminded of the traditions that we have in which we celebrate holidays. And I wanted to create a new tradition for this podcast. I think at the beginning of the year, we normally will, you know, talk about sort of our predictions or trends, what have you. But this is the year I want to start a new tradition, a two-part series really of number one, where to invest your budget this year or where to invest your resources, what have you. And the second one, which will be part two, which I plan to publish later this week, which is new year, new digital marketing, 10 things to launch this year, looking at the recent trends, what channels you may be a little bit behind on, just looking at the overall industry and what have you. So they're obviously related somewhat, but this episode is all about where should we invest our time our resources, our budget this year. So it's time to regroup, time to figure out how to best invest. I'm all about every year or even every quarter sort of pushing that reset button just so that we're always in alignment and we always understand the value of every dollar or yen or pound or euro or whatever currency you spend is in your marketing. So let's get started. 2022, new year, new digital marketing, 10 things to invest your marketing budget in. Number one, and with digital first, what's old is new again. What is boring is sexy again. Number one, we begin with blog content. And really when I talk about blog content, I'm also talking about SEO. And here's the thing, do a Google search for keywords relevant to your company, not your brand name, but actual keywords about your products or services. Think about the keywords that your potential customer would use to find out about you. Look at the top search results. Do you see old content appearing? Do you see irrelevant content? Do you see incorrect content? Do you see content from competitors that are smaller than you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you have a window of opportunity to appear higher in Google search results by offering resourceful advice. There are too many companies out there who might blog, but they haven't blogged in a while. 
maybe the you know they're, they're getting indexed for content that's irrelevant for whatever reason or the advice they're offering really isn't that resourceful because they're just really promoting their own brand their own products and services so what I want you to do is really offer something that's resourceful. If they understand that information, they would naturally want to buy your product, your tool, which you can showcase as part of what you write about, obviously. And it's really interesting. I obviously blog a lot about influencer marketing. And so a lot of influencer marketing tools companies want to be found by the term influencer marketing tool. But guess what blog posts rank above all those influencer marketing tools? It's the blog posts which are which, which feature a number of influencer marketing tools to allow the reader to be able to choose the best one. I've seen some smart marketing tools companies create their own sort of best of posts. Obviously, they feature themselves at the top, but they also feature other tools that you might be interested in. I'll give you another example. That That's one way of being resourceful. You could talk about your competitors or often these companies try to find companies that really aren't directly competing with them if you know what I mean. Another example is influencer marketing. There are so many companies that want to rank for the keyword influencer marketing. But if we do a search in Google for search intent, we find that a lot of the things that rank at the top are articles about what is influencer marketing. So this is why search intent is really critical. But needless to say, when I do these searches for my own brand, for my clients, I really do think there is still plenty of opportunity for you all to be found in the largest search engine of them all, that is Google. You do that through offering resourceful blog content. This is the year to go up in the rankings. I want every listener of this podcast to be in that first page of rankings, maybe not for the most strategic of keywords, but you can begin to appear there as you build your library of content, as you build your authority, it can happen. Uh, I'm gonna publish a case study pretty soon about how I've been able to do it, but I believe that what I've achieved and what I've achieved for some of my clients, you can get the same. So, number one blog content slash SEO. Definitely continue, if not increase investment there. Number two, long form lead generation content. Now, this might be more appropriate for B2B companies, although there are ways that B2C companies can use this as well. But the lack of physical events, which is going to continue, we don't know until when, but obviously it's going to continue. And also the lack of physical office gatherings just means that more people are looking for more information online to help them do their work better. It's the acceleration of this digital first society that we live in. So be the source of information by offering them something of value. It could be an ebook, a white paper, a webinar, a pre-recorded demo, but exchange that value for a lead, i.e. giving them some sort of information in a live or recorded format to help with your demand gen efforts. You know, lead magnets, whatever it is, these should always be part of your marketing, but every year it's time to look back and go, what am I missing? Have we created new lead magnets? Have we created it in the different types of formats in which people like to consume content? Look at your competitors, see what they're doing. I believe there's always a chance to have new or better long-form lead generation content. And it's just more important than ever with the times that we live in. So make sure you continue or if not increase investment in that area as well and measure how that does for your demand generation efforts. All right, number three is related to this lead generation because once you get a lead, what are you doing with it? 
And number three is email marketing slash marketing automation. In a digital for society, there's only three ways to digitally engage primarily, search, social, and email. Already talked about search. I'm gonna talk about social shortly. Email, you have to get your email marketing going and engaging with your audience, ideally on a weekly basis, either through newsletters or creating what I like to call custom pathway sequences, something that I plan to be investing more on this year in 2022 to give a, a, a series of content pieces to help educate your customer or prospective client. So marketing automation gives us the ability to do so much, yet when I get a lot of email from a lot of different companies, I don't think they're using it the right way. They tend to overdo it, right? So do it the right way. You don't need to be, although some would argue, but I don't think you need to be emailing people on a daily basis, but you need to keep in touch. And every email has to have value. I'm actually just resyncing my entire marketing automation for 2022 and rethinking that in the words of Ann Hanley, someone that I have the greatest respect for, uh, founder of Marketing Profs and author of a few books like Content Rights, make every email a love letter. And if you can have that philosophy with your emails, I do believe over time, they will get open more, they will get read more, you'll build a deeper relationship and it'll lead to more business for you. So let's invest more. Maybe we need to find the right technology if we feel limited by the technology we have. There's a number of great tools out there that depending on, if you're an enterprise, obviously you're probably using enterprise-grade tools. If you're at a small to medium-sized business, there are plenty of tools that are very, very reasonable that offer some pretty sophisticated automation these days. My two go-tos would be ActiveCampaign and ConvertKit being the one that I currently use, but uh, I've also used ActiveCampaign and have moved a few clients over to them as well. They Either of them are gonna give you some pretty robust functionality. So maybe it's time to do an email marketing tool audit as we begin this new year. Number four, I talked about long-form lead generation content. Number four is long form video content. So Google is a search engine. YouTube is a search engine. There are way more blogs out there than there are YouTube channels. Way more blog posts out there than there are YouTube videos. So similar to that blog content challenge I gave you, go to YouTube and do the same thing. I believe there are still tremendous opportunities to be found on YouTube and the barrier to entry on YouTube is a little bit higher than a blog, I believe, because it requires you to create a video, to put yourself out there, to have some production value attached to whatever you do. But I, I would say these days, don't overdo it with the video, right? We see people that have YouTubers that have become very successful beginning with their iPhones. And iPhone is nothing to laugh about. The technology that iPhones these days are equipped with is pretty incredible. So it doesn't have to be fancy, but the thing is you're going out there, you're teaching, you're being resourceful, it could be entertaining, really depends on sort of the product you have. Obviously, people use YouTube for a lot of how-tos. So if there is a how-to associated with your product or service, that's gonna be great content for you to go out there and publish. And once you have videos, obviously, on YouTube, they can be embedded in your website, embedded in your blog posts. The native version of that long-form video can also be shared on the social media. In fact, you could record it live 
as a live stream, have a live stream going on social media while also uploading the archive video to social media. So with video, there's just many, many ways we can repurpose that content as well. Another advantage of that, and that is long form video. Number five, since we're talking about video, is going to be short form video. Short form video content, and I'm speaking specifically of TikTok. It was just announced at the end of 2021, and this is only one data point, but that TikTok actually had more website traffic than Google in 2021 for the first time. It's pretty incredible when you think about it, but there are that many people spending that much time consuming that much content on TikTok. And if you can create for TikTok, you can leverage that content on Instagram Reels, on YouTube Shorts, even on Pinterest idea pins. There are you know, Google Web Stories on your website, but short form video content today takes on a certain format. If you are not very active on TikTok or looking at Instagram Reels, start doing it. And I think you begin to see patterns, right? You begin to see different types of short form video content that might make sense for your business as well. As always, become a consumer first, but without a doubt, if you're not active there, you're not being found. You're completely invisible to an audience now. I don't know if it's actually bigger than Google, but once again, that data point does suggest how huge the audience is. And I know everyone says TikTok's just about high schoolers and dancing. It's not that at all. More and more older people are on it. There's more and more educational content on it. It still is entertaining, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of the entertaining shorter videos from YouTube, uh, the attention now is on TikTok. You know, YouTube is becoming more educational and TikTok becoming more entertainment focused. A lot of different ways to look at it, but needless to say, short form video content is a type of video content that you really need to be investing in this year and find your own way of doing it. Even B2B companies are starting to do reels and TikToks. So where are you? It's time to join in. Short form video content, that type of format is not going away. It's not that the boom is over. It's not that it's a trend that just existed during coronavirus. It's there, it's staying, and that's where you need to be investing some of your budget in 2022 as well. Speaking of short form video content and speaking of TikTok, if this is something that you do not feel or your brand is not prepared to create that type of content, it might be a great way to start influencer collaborations. TikTok has an open marketplace where you can actually, and we'll put the link in the show notes, but it has a marketplace where you can actually directly engage with influencers and hire them. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to do so. Well, I shouldn't say influencers. Let's call them content creators. Some are more influential than others. But really... You know, influencer marketing is not going away. There is a value in influencer collaborations at the least of learning how to better do this type of content by actually collaborating with influencers, having them do it for you, having them post to their social networks, but also in the contract, make sure you do this, but get access to the content so that you can utilize it for your own social profiles or website or social ads. That is a huge benefit of influencer collaborations. I mean, it's something that even before TikTok, you should have been doing, and it doesn't have to be short form video. It can be any type of content. But I think similar to how with the emergence of Snapchat, we had a lot of big brands just having takeovers by influencers because they didn't really know how to manage Snapchat. I think we see something similar with TikTok. It'll pass over time, but if 
you lack short form video content, you don't know where to start, it's a great time to be collaborating with influencers. And obviously, even if you do know where to start and you are publishing organic social media, you know that in order to have impact, you really need to collaborate with influencers as well. So influencer collaborations, it is the age of influence. We're still in the midst of it. And that is another area where your budget should be going. Now, on that note, for those of you that read The Age of Influence, you know that I talk about this brand affinity perspective on looking at influence, people that have the most like, know, and trust for your brand. So if number six is influencer collaborations, number seven, in terms of the 10 areas of where to invest your marketing budget in 2022, we look at the influence held by your employees, i.e. employee advocacy, treating employees as influencers and really getting them on board with your program, making them a part of your organic social media, training them, teaching them. And through the art of doing this, you are going to have a natural fan base that won't just amplify and support your own content, but they will talk about you naturally as well over time. Employee advocacy has been around for some time. I think at the beginning, many companies just relied on a tool. They might not have done it right. It looked like spam. That is not, when I talk about employee advocacy or an employee influencer program today, that is not what I am talking about. And especially if you're a B2B company, I think this becomes even more critical. But even for B2C, right? If you have a younger demographic that is already very proficient at creating reels and TikToks, you begin to see that that is another layer of influence in terms of influencer collaboration, but now with an employee that you can tap into as well. Now, number eight on the topic of the age of influence, we talked about influencer collaborations with with just general content creators. Number seven, we talked about influencer collaborations with employees. Well, number eight, we talk about obviously influencer collaborations with customers and that customer experience that they have. In their customer experience, is there an Instagrammable? Is there some sort of experience that promotes or incentivizes them or somehow activates them to talk publicly about your product or service? Give that some thought. It's not an easy you know, thing to answer, but it's something that I think you should be thinking of with your packaging, with your onboarding experience, with your user interface at every step of the way. What more can you do to incite natural word of mouth. And obviously, one of the benefits of doing that is you have more customers talking about you in social media. Once again, influencer collaborations with customers is really celebrating your customers, is getting them to talk more about you and treating them as influencers. So if you were going to start a program of influencers, then include your employees, include your customers, Obviously, you know, reach out to people with like, know, and trust. They may not be a customer. They may not be an employee, but they're following you or they've mentioned you, right? Begin to build this program. And this really leads me to number nine of where to invest your money. It's investing in people, right? It's investing in training, investing in experiences, and really bringing new people into your sphere of influence, of reaching out to people that's may not be a customer, may not follow you, but through gifting, for instance, and hope you enjoyed that podcast episode I did. Very Well, it was actually the, the previous episode uh, with Mike Badley, a passier about just how you can build a business out of influencer gifting. That's 
part of investing in people is giving them product, giving them service, giving them experience, giving them training. Take some of that ad spend and invest that in people. Not just anyone or everyone, in content creators, in people that are active on social media, and you will reap the benefits of that collaboration just with the general public over time. And finally, sort of related to investing in people, and I talked about train them, invest in their education. Number 10 is invest in your own education as a marketer. It's been two years now since coronavirus first started. Certain trends have accelerated, like digital first. We've seen new things emerge like TikTok. People are consuming and engaging content a little bit differently than they did before coronavirus. I think we all can understand that. So it might be time because in the past, we might have gone to the same conferences every year to learn. Well, we can't really do that now. And I know some of them have virtual uh, platforms, but it may not be the same, right? Invest in educating yourself through content, you know, buying courses, joining online events, hiring a coach, hiring a consultant, becoming a part of a mastermind, like my Digital First Mastermind. But invest in yourself to really keep abreast of what is happening out there to understand what the leaders in your industry, how they're handling the current environment, how they manage all these different channels, how they create content, whatever it might be. And obviously that is something that will reap dividends. It's something that you're probably doing all the time, but I really think with this lack of these conferences, and I know conferences allowed us all to have incredible networking opportunities where we were able to learn from our peers, not just from the speakers on stage, but through all those conversations we had out in the hallways, over coffee, or at the parties, over whatever alcoholic beverage that you drink. That is something that's missing right now. And the only way you are going to be able to recreate that educational experience is to immerse yourself in all these different programs, online events, or even hiring solo people or joining masterminds or other online communities, but really make sure that on a regular basis, you're educating yourself and you're keeping up with the times. So to recap, the 10 places I recommend you invest your marketing budget in 2022. We have the blog content slash SEO or SEO primarily through blog content. Number one. Number two, long form lead generation content. I know that you've probably already been doing some of these, but I really want you to focus on these areas and measure them. And I think these are the 10 areas that are going to have the biggest impact for your digital in 2022. Number two, long form lead generation content. Number three, email marketing slash marketing automation. Might be time for an email marketing tool audit in addition to that. Number four, long form video content, i.e. YouTube. Number five, short form video content. TikTok. However, repurposed to be able to take advantage of all the other platforms that are supporting and promoting and paying creators to publish short form video content. Number six, influencer collaborations with content creators. Number seven, employee advocacy or employee influencer programs. Number eight, invest in your customers and the customer experience to incite more word of mouth. Number nine, people invest in people around you including people that might not be customers or employees, people that mention you, followers of your brand, or people out there that talk about similar products or services or that might have an interest in what you're doing, gift them product, reach out to them, like that previous episode that I did on that bamboo handlebar with Mike Badley of past year, episode number 242, in fact. And finally, invest in yourself, 
invest in your education because that is really going to become the biggest asset, not only for your company, but for yourself and your future career as well. All right. Well, I'm psyched to start this new year. I'm going to be drinking my own medicine. Some of these things I talked about are part of my strategy as well, which is why I shared them with you. Hope this had value for you. Uh, as always, I really appreciate all of your reviews, all of your sharing my podcast and social media, as well as for those of you that subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so that you hear my next episode, New Year, New Digital Marketing, 10 Things to Launch in 2022. That's it for another episode. This is your digital marketing coach signing off. You've been listening to your digital marketing coach. Questions, comments, requests, links? Go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes at neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.